So, I've been thinking here of a way to attack this review, right? This is one of the most polarizing shows in... Whew, I'm trying to think of the last time I've heard such mixed reactions from a show. So if you want to be technical, there's mixed reactions to every show. Everyone has an opinion. You know, everyone says, oh, this show's great, and the next week, oh, this show's horrible. But to me, I I don't think I've actually heard anyone say they've enjoyed the show. If you've seen the title, you know we're talking about the Teen Titans live action uh, show. It's, it's due uh, season two, and, and there's definitely a season three coming. And supposedly, this is supposed, this is supposed to be like the fr- flagship show. Well, it was for supposed to be the flagship show for uh, DC Universe. Now that's not a thing anymore, as they're going to HBO Max. So I don't know where to begin. I, and that's the thing is, like, it's funny because as I record this, it's like three days before I'm supposed to like put this show out, and I'm sitting here and I'm just like, man. I don't know how to attack this. <laughs> um, I started trying to write some stuff down, and writing like it's to, even when I do the notes on the wrestling show, it doesn't feel natural. That's why sometimes I kind of, if I'm talking fast, it's because I'm I'm going off script, and and then just that that feels better. Like even that Montreal Screwjob episode that you guys are gonna hear this upcoming Sunday, Survivor Series Sunday, that just felt really natural. It was no, I had written some notes down, but I didn't go off of them at all. Um, so that's why I wanted to go off of this one. Let, let's, before we get into the show, let's get into just why it's so polarizing or divisive, however you want to put it, right? I think it's polarizing because I think people want it to be just strictly action all the time, Right? And the way the writers and showrunners have went about this, it's the Teen Titans have already been a thing and they've split up. And now they're living normal lives. So now you're really picking up after the events that of Dick Grayson completely ruining uh, the Teen Titans or him being blamed for it. So we start off, like if you watch the first few episodes... It's the names of team members. So it'd be Hawk and Dove, Donna Troy, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, and um, it's very interesting. Uh, it's, it's very interesting how they did it. And I, and, I, and I really would like to know why they went that route instead of the origin route. Now, I'm assuming they went that route because, and not the origin route because then you have to really involve a lot of the Justice League members. And because at the time, they probably didn't know, hey, is this going to be a part of the extended universe? I mean, at the end of the day, the way they're putting this Flashpoint thing together and the way they're doing Justice League, uh, the Snyder Cut, it feels like this is all going to be put together in time. And it will all make sense in time. Do I think the Teen Titans will last that long? Because what? Everything's pushed back for a year now, right? I'm assuming... Let's just play along with me. Follow me on this journey. I'm assuming no matter what, movies will drop next year. Whether they're in theaters or not, they're going to drop next year. And I'm Especially with Marvel. I know Marvel wants these big releases to go out worldwide, make the money back, blah, blah, blah. But I'm pretty sure if push comes to shove, I can see the new James Bond being put on streaming services. I can see uh, Disney Plus getting Black Widow and all the 2021. And that's, to me personally, I think that's what's going to end up happening next year. They won't be able to push these things back anymore because at this point now, I want to say if we're going off of Marvel, I don't think DC has anything. DC's been behind the ball, right? I think DC only has Wonder Woman in the chamber. And that as of right now, this is November 15th when I'm recording this. As of right now, Wonder Woman has not been pushed back yet. 
it's still going for Christmas Day this year as we're in 2020. Um, I'm very interested to see if that sticks. And I can see it sticking because there's some movie theaters that are open. I drive past them all the time. And these movie theaters are open and they're showing old films and stuff like that. I just don't think it's going to be able to stay open if the COVID problem continues to rise like it is. That's a whole other topic that I do not even want to touch because we're not here for that. Um, but DC only has that bullet in their chamber. Marvel has at least four movies done. If, I, if we're going off of, we know Black Widow's done, right? We know Shang-Chi just finished filming. We know The Eternals has been done. Like, The Eternals has been done, and supposedly there was supposed to be a trailer that came out in May, the week after Black Widow dropped. So all that shit's completely in the boom, in the bucket. So that's at least three movies they have done. And they're, they're currently filming Spider-Man 3 right now. They're, there's Tom Holland's been all over social media. So by the end of this year, they're probably going to have four movies in the, in the holster. I just don't see them pushing it back anymore. They, I, I think it's going to get to the point where investors will want their money back or at least some kind of action. And I, everyone says Mulan was a flop. Anything's going to be a flop going to streaming services when only thing you have to do is hold out and be like 30 bucks or just continue to pay for the service, Disney Plus or whatever, you know, your 10 bucks or 11 bucks a month. And then wait four months, and all of a sudden it's going to go live, and you can watch it whenever you want to. That's what people. That's what a lot of people are going to do, or they're just going to steal it. Or what you could do, like I have roommates, you know, so it's like one of those things where you could go half, but that's not that. That makes no sense. You know what I'm saying? So people, it's 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 going to happen. We're going to get filmed. And by the way, as I record this, it was just it was just uh, told to us this week that we will have we have an official date on Wandavision. People, I'm sure people don't like it. I have actually not spoken to anyone about this. January 15th, WandaVision will drop on Disney Plus, the first episode. And it'll be six episodes in a weekly thing. So you have six weeks of content. And um, that means that'll be the first time in 11 years we'll get no Marvel live action content. That's crazy. Think about that. That's crazy. Um... But my point in saying all this is, I'm assuming that Justice League, one, Justice League is going to be a success. It just is. Like, it's going to be a success. They're going to have Justice League 2. Then they're going to have The Flash. And they're clearly in the talks for big things with Ben Affleck and his Batman. I don't know what's going to happen with the Batman, with uh, Robert Pattinson and Bat Reeves. I don't know if that's going to be a solo thing because, see, there's supposed to be a TV show put on HBO Max called Gotham, I believe the name is, and it's going to be based off of what you see in uh, The Batman. So somehow they're going to mix all these things together. To me personally, I think when they hired Jeff Johns and that other guy, whatever his name was, to take over their live-action division... I think they made a mistake. Not not because they can't do it, but because they can't they hired them in the middle of an already going plot thread that they were not a part of. It's kind of like a, a sports team. When you have a GM and a coach that don't get along and the GM wants a certain quarterback. So now the GM's gonna always win. So a GM chooses this quarterback, and now the coach has to coach this person up. And now you hear different theories on that. The coaches, oh, the great coach is giving me the best out of anybody. Mm. Mm. Is that always true? I don't think so. You know, I think every situation is unique and every situation is different. So to me, when they came in, they came in, became the new GMs, saw what Zack Snyder was doing was like, and was, and what was was Zack Snyder, what was he what, what he was doing, was it perfect? By any, by no stretch of the means, by no stretch of the means, was it? I don't think Superman or Man of Steel was as bad as people thought. I thought it was different. I thought it was gritty. I thought it was more of a uh, Jesus Christ Shakespearean take on the character. I've and I've always told Jonathan Estes this has been a debate between us for years. I've always thought Superman was a dark, was a dark and boring. Well, excuse me, was a light and boring character. The only times I've ever been interested in him is when he's gone dark. 
Think about the last, I don't know if you guys have ever seen Superman the Animated Series. If you haven't, it's nowhere near as good as Batman the Animated Series, but that's not even a fair comparison. But the season, but the series finale, excuse me, the series finale with plot threads they never came back to come to, which I, I was curious, I, I was curious how they would. The first time I was interested in him was a two-part series finale. The first part is pretty much a take off the red sun, except like you see Darkseid has Superman under his control, so he's torturing Earth, right? And this is not like something that's a dream or anything like that or an alternate universe. This is his Earth, but he's brainwashed. By the second episode of the two-part series finale, he finds out what he's doing, he gets rid of Darkseid, blah, 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 but Metropolis and the rest of the world don't forgive him. Only Jimmy Olsen and Lois Lane do, because those are his comp- those are his friends and wife. It, I to me that was unique. Otherwise, the Boy Scout thing that doesn't do it for me. And that's not just him. For me, Captain America is the same way. It just so happens that Captain America, in my opinion, has more stories in continuity in canon that have been interesting. When you usually see the interesting stuff, from my opinion. About Superman is never canon. The Red Sun story, great story, not in canon. Injustice, great story, not in canon. You know, so like I think for me, I need Superman to be involved with other characters. Not he needs to be in that dynamic. Um, and and so with me saying that, there's just certain characters and certain stories that just don't do it for me, right? And I said all that whole wind up and that whole it went way far left and right and back and forth to say I can see why people struggle to get in with this show. And I watched both seasons. I binged them back to back. And I was confused myself. And I know these characters. So one, they're picking up and Dick Grayson's a cop. And so I'm sitting there and I'm like, all right, cool. First of all, I thought the characters all looked pretty cool. Like even before they got into their outfits, like, that's okay, they, they made the right choices, right? And having Dick be like the bigger brother, the Raven, I was like, okay, that's, that's, that's interesting. That's an interesting take. All right, but she's going to need that because she is by far... She's the most powerful Titan, you know, out of the Titans they chose, you know, because there is no cyborg in this. Um, but out of the, the, the Titans that's in there, she's the most powerful. So she's going to need direction. She hasn't fully understood her power. Now, as they start bringing the team together, you start seeing, oh, well, and like I said, Dick wasn't the only one that made mistakes, but he's the leader. So when you're the leader, you have to be the one that makes the least mis- amount of mistakes. And he was making a lot of mistakes. And then they do flashbacks of how before Hawk and Dove were together, Dick and Dove were together. Um, I thought that was interesting, um, but it felt like her. It felt like also him and Don with Donna Troy had something, and and we all know him and uh, I'm about to say Stargirl. Uh, what's her name? Jesus Christ! What's her name? Um. She's the one that he's connected to. She becomes leader, eventually comes, becomes leader of it. Um, I'm looking up right now. This is so bad, dude. <laughs> but this is also Starfire. Um, I like, I do like the dynamic. I, I like that they kind of got them, had them sleep together early. You know, you could tell they were attracted to each other, but it was also like the, that distance there. He wasn't there. Um, to me, the first season was intriguing, and then I got, then we got to the end of it, right? So the first season is about bringing this team back together, but they're not fully together though. There's still tension there. There's still, and you don't fully know why. You just don't. You just know there's tension there, right? And to me, watching it, I was sitting there. I was like, hmm, okay. There's something here. Dick is clearly being blamed. Uh, but all right, he's, he's bringing people and they've had to come back together because Raven's trying to pass, I mean, excuse me, Dick is trying to pass Raven off because he doesn't feel like he can lead anybody else and blah, blah, blah. And so I'm just sitting there like, there's something, I kind of like the pace of it. I really did personally, you know, like I get that some people don't like the slow and plotting stuff, but as you guys heard in my wire review, I love that shit because for me, 
as frustrating as some episodes can be when it's kind of like, that we really need a scene where this dude is picking his nose and eating his booger in slow time. I'm exaggerating, obviously. But, like, when you see stuff like that, there's meaning to it. You know, sometimes, you sometimes, and I think shows like, I'm going to go off on a rant. No, nah, about a tangent right now. But, not even a tangent, just a point. Um, but look at shows like How I Met Your Mother. Ending aside, let's not talk about that ending. When you look at the Easter eggs that they had in almost every single episode of that, sh- of that series, it's amazing the detail they put into it. Now, let's flip that to comic book stuff, where that's all fans look for is Easter eggs. To me, I just felt like there were so many little things in here that were cool. I can understand if you don't want to deal with the love story and the drama, but that's a part of any comic book, though. Look at the three Joker story we just had. There was a love story between, well, yeah, there was a potential love story between Barbara Gordon and Red Hood. Jason Todd. And so it ends on a weird note. I won't give that away, you know, because I know it's still brand new or whatever. Um, but there was something there. It, it's always a part of it. It's just that what this show lacks to me and what they was the action. There wasn't the action was very, very seldom, you know, Um and the drama was heightened, so that's a flaw, you know. And I'm sh- and I'm sh- I'm curious to see if they're gonna try to fix that in season three. You know, now we have now we have everyone together, and they clearly are gonna move forward. Let's let's see how that. We're, I'm I'm very curious to see the stress the threads they pull. But anyways, let's get into season one. Season one is about them coming back together. You feel this tension. You don't know where all the tension is. But Hawk and Dove are together. They're the only ones that are actually together. Donna Choi is, like, working on her art thing. So, like, she's on her own. Dick's on his own. Raven comes into his life because Raven has this vision. And he fits the vision. So she feels she should be with him. Then they end up meeting Starfire. Uh, you know, so it's kind of like, so there's so many things coming up. And now, mind you, along with the major story... Each character has a story of their own, you know. So it's one of those things where um, you still you, there's a lot to follow, you know. Um, you do end up wondering like where's Aqualad? You do end up wondering where certain people are that you know that are, are in the the group because they said, hey, this person's gonna be in the group. We already knew Cyborg wasn't gonna be in it because he's in Justice League, right? And they weren't gonna have, a, a, yeah, that's just not gonna work. Well, anyways, um, as season one's getting to its crescendo, you get to the season finale, right? The season finale didn't feel like a season finale, though. It felt like the episode before season finale. I did do research on this at the time because I was super... Once I finished watching it, I was super confused at how... um, At why they ended the way it did. They ended it with... Uh, Raven giving into the dark side, and she turned all all the people against her, right? Except for Beast Boy. Her and Beast Boy getting a connection throughout the entire first season. You could tell he likes her. And um, it, you know, it, you know what that reminded me of? This dynamic between Dick, Raven, and Beast Boy reminded me of the first two X Men movies, where it was clear Rogue had a thing for Wolverine because that was her protector. And Wolverine had a thing for Jean Grey, but Rogue and Iceman were together, and Iceman knew that he he could never take Logan's place. Logan just always had that special place in her heart, you know. That's what this reminded me of it. I didn't even, even though like she Raven in my opinion didn't have a thing for Dick. It was like as a trust, and it's like that's not gonna and that's not gonna go away, you know. That's just, that's gonna always be there, right? But Beast Boy liked her, and they had a connection on a different level, whatever. Anyways, um, so I did some research. And so the showrunner had said the reason he ended season one like that is because he knew season two was going to start off with a bang. So he wanted the season two, episode one, to be the finale because it was going to go right into boom, bang, now we have season two and now we're off to the races and nothing's going to stop it. Now, the problem with that is 
season one's 10 episodes and season two is 13 episodes, right? So now you have more of a bigger, but you obviously have a bigger budget, more episodes, but more writing, etc. To me, the problem with that is, is that even though you kind of see, you know where they're going immediately once season, and we're, we're going to get to season two in a second. We, once season one is completely done, I consider episode two, season two, excuse me, episode one of season two, a part of season, a part of that, you you know immediately where they're going, but then they even but then they what they have to do now is they have to draw everything out now. So some of the episodes in season two felt like they need to draw them out when they when they really didn't. They could have, they they could have fit all the stuff they did in season two in ten ten episodes as well. I think they kind of got greedy with that, in my opinion, but. I can see why they did it. I don't, I, I don't know if I'm rambling or if I'm making sense right now. But I just felt like when you could still start season two off with a bang and you could end it season one the way they, they ended episode one of season two. So anyways, so season one ends with Raven giving into the dark side and her father being reincarnated pretty much. Well, the only person that can defeat her father is Raven. So Beast Boy is the only one not taken over by the end of season one. Now, now his now first of all, let's rewind. So let's get to season one. So all the all even though Dick has has to interact with everyone in season one because he's trying to pass Raven off. Meanwhile, there's a killer family after Raven. Everyone's after Raven, and Dick is trying to pass her off. No one really wants Raven because no one wants responsibility because all of them, mind you, have already been there, done that. None of them want to be a hero, except for Dove. Who's kind of like she wants to be a hero and she wants to be with her be with Hawk, but Hawk has a addiction problem. So those two are the only ones that want to be heroes, but one is very much a uh, an an addict, and one is like is an addict to the to the life, but at the same time she's kind of like I don't want to leave him behind. I gotta drag him along, but I need to protect him from himself. So it's like by the time they all come together, mind you. They all come together after they've all fought again, <laughs> because now they come together and they realize, wow, we 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 failed Raven. Now we have to go get her, and now Raven is stuck in this house with Beast Boy, running from her dad, trying to not be taken over. And the only way they can really take her over, her mind and her body, is for her to completely surrender. And so they all go in this house as Teen Titans, but they're not really the Titans yet again. They they're still divided. They're very divided. They don't actually come together until the end of season two. So think about this. That for 23 episodes, they're completely divided until the very end, which is like the last five, maybe 10 minutes, right? So anyways, they get into this house. And mind you, the house is blocked by some mystical thing. So they're the only ones that could be let in, and they're let in because Raven's father and mother know that... The only way that she, she can fully surrender is by seeing her friends surrender. So pretty much he shows them their deepest, deepest and darkest fears. They all succumb to it. Jason Todd kills uh, Dick Grayson, I believe it is. He kills, which is his deepest, darkest thing. Uh, Donna Troy can't forgive herself. Uh, Dove and Hawk give in. All that stuff, right? Uh, Beast Boy fights but gets knocked out. So he never actually gets taken over. Dick is the last one to give in. Now, mind you, season 10, that was, excuse me, season 1, episode 10, was the big thing where they, where, where Dick Grayson was, he was, they were in his mind the entire time. He revisits, he revisits Gotham City, excuse me. And so he, he shows up and they finally show that the Joker has been killed. Now, they don't show anybody the face of a Joker. The Joker's laid out in the car, and he's, like, just dead. So they say, finally say, hey, Batman's done it. He's crossed that line. He's killed the Joker. So, and I'm like, that's interesting to me. And someone's texting me now, so I'm losing my train of thought. Um, and, um, and so for me, it's cool because, me too, no, to me, it's kind of like, Hold on a second. Now he's the bad guy. To me, you know what? I mean, I used to, I used, I used this analogy earlier today, or the fourteenth, right? It's kind of like if you're a woman or a man, and you get treated like crap your entire dating life. So finally, after ten years or twenty years, whatever, 
you're going to say, you know what? I'm just going to get mine. I'm going to get my my nut. I'm going to get my orgasm. I'm going to get what I want out of these relationships, and I'm going to call it. Now, once you do what's been done to you for the past years, now you're the enemy. That's funny how that works. People have been begging Batman to kill Joker. Now, all of a sudden, he's the bad guy. So now it's Dick Grayson who's taking it upon himself to try to save the soul of Bruce Wayne. Now you see, it's it, they they're they're they were smart, and I did appreciate them for doing this. Because anyway, anybody you ever put under that mask, it's gonna be controversy. Anyone you put under that makeup, the Joker, controversy. This is a very interesting episode, but it all led to Dick Grayson needing to kill Batman. So now he's been taken over and that's how it ends is with him being taken over and his eyes turn black and now Raven's lost all hope because she's trying to wake him up. So now the beginning of season two starts, right? And once again, even before I saw season two, any bit of season two, before I, before I read anything, I, I, I watched that and I was like looking at the time because I, I have this really bad habit or I have this habit, excuse me, of like clicking... You know, the button to see how much time is left in the episode. Not because I'm rushing, but because maybe I, I think a lot of times I'm looking at the pacing of a show. Because sometimes a show feels like it's been like 30 minutes in and it's like 20, 15, 20 minutes in. I'm like, wow, it feels longer. This show is moving kind of slow. You know what I'm saying? And I'm just kind of like, all right. And, I, and sometimes I, I got to really sit back when I'm done watching it and ask myself if I like that or not. Anyways, I looked at that and I said, it's two minutes left. I said, this is the season finale? I said, all right, that's weird. Because it feels like when you watch it, it feels it doesn't feel like a season finale. It feels like that episode right before the season finale. That episode that leaves you in that cliffhanger. And it's like, will our heroes ever be the same again? Tune in next week. You know what I'm saying? That's how it felt the entire time. I'm like, all right, that's cool. So I'm like, maybe season one is going to still have this be the big bad. By new season, excuse me, I said maybe season two is going to have this be like half them big, This half this will be the big bad, the other half will be Deathstroke. Because I already knew going in who was the big bad to season two because it was announced. So I knew that, so it's kind of like maybe they're going to have two big bads, you know? So we get to season two, episode one. Raven's been taken over, and... She's taken over for all of 10 or 15 minutes, if that. Um, yeah, about 10, 15 minutes before Beast Boy awakens and he gets Raven. He, he knocks Raven out of it. Raven then goes off and kills her dad, right? Well, the, and I forgot to say something. The dad killed the mom once he got the mom. Once he got the kid, he didn't need the mom anymore. So he killed him. He killed the mom. So anyways, um, we're at season two, episode one. And within 15 minutes, the big bad from season one is gone. And it's just like, all right. That was very anticlimactic. So that's another that's another flaw. I was like, all right, cool. Uh, what's the payoff? It was a pretty weak payoff. And so I'm sitting there looking. Now you have these guys still talking. Now you have the, the Titans talking now. They're at least in communication. But you can tell they're still divided. Raven is the only thing keeping these guys together. So at the end of season one, by the way, excuse me, season two, the funniest thing about this whole thing, and I sent this clip to Jonathan S. during uh, Alone in the Dark. Jason Todd goes on, because like, the news cameras are there, like, hey, we had something happen. Well, Jason Todd comes up, and he's in the Robin gimmick. Titans are back, bitches! It was so completely out of nowhere. I lost my fucking mind when I saw it. Then all of a sudden, you see the camera pans to a convenience store. You see, I don't know his real name, but he's in a lot of stuff. And he, the guy, the character who's playing, the guy who's playing Deathstroke, you see Deathstroke look up. And he's like, huh. And then so he, he calls somebody up and says, hey, I'm going back to work. So Deathstroke was even retired in this. This is fascinating where they started all these things, man. It really is. You know, like, it, it, it to me is just very fascinating. Anyways, so season two, you find out what the riff came about. You, you see a ton of flashbacks. Now that, and to me, when I was talking earlier, remember what I said earlier, like 
They didn't need, they didn't need 13 episodes. But this is why it took 13 episodes. Because you had a ton of flashbacks. And it wasn't like the Arrow flashbacks. Well, by the way, those Arrow flashbacks did get annoying. But um, the Arrow flashbacks were maybe about 5-6 minutes. These flashbacks were like 30-40 minutes. One flashback was an entire episode. was a flashback. Where you see the complete breakdown. You see when Dove was with Dick. And you see why they break up. Pretty much they had Jericho. And they end up using... Like, Deathstroke came on their radar and he kicked all their asses. Like, cause they're, I will say this, they did a great job of putting over Deathstroke here. Deathstroke was not, every teen Titan was, every Titan, excuse me, there aren't teens in this, but every Titan was, was so afraid of Deathstroke. They wanted no parts when they found out that Deathstroke was coming back around, but I'm ahead of myself. So the flashback that you see is they tried to get to Deathstroke's weakness without having to face him head up or because or, uh robin at the time was dick grayson wanted to um prove that he could beat him on his own but he couldn't beat him on his own you know he was too emotional and and, and he was and deathstroke was in his head well they used jericho which is his son against them to infiltrate them right now they have this debate on over where they should do it over whether they should do it or not well the faithful night is at church and jericho's there and robin's there and so jericho's torn in between deathstroke his dad and the titans now he's been his jerk uh, uh deathstroke didn't tell his family what he did but the, the titans told jericho what he did so now jericho is completely disgusted with his dad doesn't know who to choose. Well, he ends up getting in the middle of a, a fight between Robin and Deathstroke. Robin being Dick Grayson, and ends up getting killed by Deathstroke. He gets right in the middle of a sword that's meant for Death, uh, Dick, uh, Dick Grayson. Well, at the time, you think Jericho's dead. Well, it's comic books. Well, you don't think he's dead, but they want you to think he's dead, right? So, um, Dick Grayson, after getting completely embarrassed and then having this kid get killed he has to go back to the titans and tell him and tell them what happened that was the catalyst for them breaking up now they're completely disgusted because now that's on him dove breaks up with him everyone leaves everyone's disgusted right so deathstroke had told the titans break up never get back together and i'll leave you alone right but this was after he killed aqualad now there's an arc also in season two where aqualad's in there and aqualad and donna Troya have a thing and so right as they finally get to you know they're that dramatic kiss which i once again the drama, I can see why people don't want to. It's one thing seeing it on a comic book page. It's another thing because you have the sappy music. You have the slow motion into the whatever. And next thing you know, pew, bullet right to Aqualad as he's kissing Don Troy. Dead. And so now the Titans break up. They take Deathstroke's deal. They break up. To me, this was... To me, I enjoyed this because this showed... How threatening Deathstroke was. By the way, also this was this entire season was a very, very, very loose adaption of the Judas contract. So, anyways, um, so that's first of all that's a classic Teen Titans story. Uh, it's my favorite Teen Titans story, um, even though it's kind, of, even though they kind of insinuate certain things that I will not talk about here. Um, that made it kind of weird. Anyways, uh, so Aqualad's dead, Jericho's dead, Deathstroke has the upper hand, they don't know how to beat this guy, because this guy's just a master tactician, and they're just kind of like, yo, Dick, you done fucked up, we done messed up by following you, we're done. So everybody leaves, there's no more Titan Tower, nothing like that, right? So anyways, as we go, go, as we go towards, you know, uh, Dick Grayson's journey in season two, his journey is to find himself. So they, they, so they introduce a Bruce Wayne. I don't know where this guy came from. Apparently, he's like an English guy. You could kind of hear it in his accent a little bit. 
Um, I didn't mind him. I know some, once again, whenever you put that name or that mask on somebody, they're going to be judged harshly. And um, he was no different. I know people hated this guy as Bruce Wayne. To me, Bruce Wayne was such a, Bruce Wayne was such a backdrop, though. Now, what they did was weird in the end, because there is like a dancing scene where he's paying homage to um, uh, Adam West. He's doing a little dance with the eyes over his face. And all these things felt like a dream. It felt Nothing felt like he was actually where he was. Um, so that was weird. And we'll get to that in the end, because um, I don't know what that's about. Maybe someone will tell me. Um, but that's Dick Grayson's journey. Donna Troy's journey is she still hasn't fully accepted the loss of Aqualad. Uh, Hawk and Dove go their own way. Hawk just fully embraces uh, just the drugs and the and the fighting. Dove goes her own way. You you kind of see Dove less in real time and more in flashbacks in this because she leaves the uh, Hawk. Um, Hawk and Dove, yeah, the Hawk. Um, and so, like, and so, it's just super interesting because once again, Dick Grayson's out on his own now. Because like, and once they think they, once they try to come together, you know, they leave Dick Grayson again. Well, in the middle of all this, Dick realizes that Jericho isn't dead. Jericho is in the body of Deathstroke, Slade Wilson, and he's like noticing like little twigs, and you start noticing them too when you see him do things with his hand. Because Jericho, mind you, if you don't know, was deaf. So he already spoke sign language. And so um, he's noticing the stick. And I had noticed him too. You know, I had noticed him too. And I, I didn't I, I didn't immediately know he was in death stroke. I want to say it took me like three episodes in to because you you see because in you see death stroke. And it won me three episodes in. It was three episodes when he was dealing with the Titans. So when he's around any of the Titans, mainly Dick Grayson, that's his, that's what his feud's really with. Um, I, I noticed the twitches and stuff. And finally, third time, I said, that's in Jericho's inside of him. You know? And so uh, his daughter now, who's part of the Jewish contract, is, is there to infiltrate the Titans. Well, she ends up falling in love with Jason Todd. And Jason Todd falls in love with her. They're offering her own thing. In Gotham City, and Jason Todd finds out, and she tries to explain herself to him, but then she says, "F it, I'm done." And he says, "F it, I'm done." He leaves. Uh, so Jason Todd is is not really a factor after that. You see him in the final episode, like the last ten minutes, but even then, he's in there. He he drives off, right? By the way, the outfits for this 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 show, I don't care what anyone says. You can you can complain about the acting, the drama. You, no one can tell me these costumes are not on point. They just released the, um, it's a couple weeks ago now, but they, I think I said in a couple weeks, a show a couple weeks ago, the, 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 the Red Hood outfit, it looks bad, you know, it looks really good. Anyways, so, um, so anyways, um, so while all this is going on, I'm trying to think of, I'm trying to think of the it's it's a group. Uh, Superboy gets introduced into the season, and he was experimented on. I can't remember the name of the group, so sue me. Um, he he gets away a couple times, but him and Beast Boy end up getting captured. They have to be saved, and Superboy ends up being back to being uh, manipulated and, and uh, trained again. And so he he's an interesting character because he's obviously a little boy. He knows nothing. He's been experimenting on his entire life. He's a you know a model of Superman, obviously. So, anyways, um, when all this goes down, because how they got captured was Dick Grayson left Beast Boy in in, in control because he said I need to get away. Like I said, he was trying to find himself this season. Well, anyways, Dick Grayson finally goes down to Batman's tailor who made his makes his suits and this or whoever. He says, I need a new suit. And they said, we've been waiting for you. And they were they don't reveal the suit then, but it's the, it's the Nightwing suit. He's officially He officially becomes Nightwing in the final episode of the season. Anyways, so everything comes to a head. Dick Grayson shows up at um, Slade Wilson's house. And so his wife is the only one there. 
at first, at first you think that, because he walks right in, he walks right past him. So he's talking to the wife. He's trying, he's trying to figure out a way for them to cut a deal that they both can be left alone. You know, so that the, the, the feuds come to, they, it needs to be over. So this is when Dick Grayson realizes that Jericho's inside of him, and so he goes over there, and it, it was pretty badass scene in my opinion. Because you don't know Deathstroke. You think they're having a one-on-one conversation. You're thinking like, oh, it's going to be a trope where the wife says you can find him there and blah, blah, blah. And she says, if you want to talk to him, he's right there. And like, Dick turns around and he has a TV. And I remember I watched that scene a couple times. You hear the TV the entire time. But you don't think about that. You, you dig what I'm saying? So I'm sitting there. I was like, oh, that's fucking, that's a cool scene. He walks in. Deathstroke just turns around slowly. And you see that hand twitching. And you see that hand, I'm like, oh, Jericho's trying to talk to him. Dick Grayson doesn't notice it at first. He talks to Slade. Slade says, no, 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 no. And so, like, now they, now Dick Grayson fully understands, even before he realizes that Jericho's in him, he fully re- realizes, I got, I, got I, I have to kill this guy. Like, he won't, he won't stop hunting us down for the rest of our lives. Now he's accepted his uh, fate. He's going to be a hero. So, anyways. Deathstroke, we get to the finale. We're wrapping up here as review. I don't want to go an hour. Um, but as we get to the, the last episode of season two, uh, Starfire, Donna Troy, Hawk, and Raven are in the car, are in his truck. All of a sudden, pop, 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 pop. All you see is shots, and you see just you just see Deathstroke. And he's like, there, he's there to kill him. And Raven's been shot. Excuse me, Starfire's been shot. And she's not healing. So that's a thread they're going to pull on next season. We already know the big bad for next season as well. Because Starfire's journey in season two was her being asked to come back home and her didn't, her saying, no, I got, I'm not going back home because she's supposed to be the next queen. But the only person that wants her to come back home is her lover. And he eventually, she he ends up being taken over by her sister and she's ends up killing him. And so the sister now is going to be the big bad for season three. Uh, which is going to be all sorts of kind of uh, sort sort of kind of mess sort of kind of it's going to be all sorts of mess. Excuse me. Anyways, that's Starfire's journey in this. You know, you see, you do get a little bit more of the layers peeled back on her, but not much. You know. Um, anyways, all of a sudden, all you see is Nightwing come on top of the truck, this badass blue and black suit, super cool, looked awesome. Like I said, the, the, the designing choices were amazing. So now you have the really the first and only big fight. I, I was trying to think about this, too. I think this is the only big, big fight. Like, it's something that, like, like to me, when, they, when Robin, Dick Grayson, and Deathstroke fought in that church, that was a means to an end to get to kill Jericho, right? Air quotes. You guys can't see me doing air quotes. And... That didn't, that didn't feel epic. Usually, like, and we have times where it's like these fights where they feel epic, right? Then you know that final fight. We only really got a final fight. We didn't get any epic fights leading up to that, in my opinion. Um, I hope that changes in season three because I'm still gonna watch season three. But who knows? Anyways, they have their fight, and it's pretty even evenly matched. Uh, and finally, it takes Jer- it takes Deathstroke's daughter to kill him. And I did like that move because she knew she ended up finding out that her brother, whom she never met, because she was adopted, you know, she ended up finding out that you know Jericho's inside of him. So as she kills Deathstroke before, like she doesn't pull a knife out. She says, "Hey Jericho, do your thing." So Jericho's finally able to get out of Deathstroke and into her. So now Jericho and De- now Jericho and her are one. Which is another plot thread they're going to have to... Uh, how is that going to work? How are these two going to work in the same body? Because technically, she's still a killer. You know what I'm saying? She wasn't a good person. She was on his side for a Now, in fairness, he manipulated her, you know. But at the same time, some people say family's family. Anyways. So now, that's not the end of it, though. That's That fight happens at the beginning of the episode. So like maybe like 10 minutes in, you have that big fight. And now Deathstroke... Your big bad for season two is done. That was interesting timing and pacing there. 
so now you have to worry about Superboy, who was more powerful than all of them. So now he's at this circus, or this, yeah, it's the circus they're at. And so you have Don Troy, Hawk, and, and Starfire, a weakened Starfire, Starfire who has no power currently, or very limited power. They're all trying to fight him, and he's not having He's kicking all their asses. Well, anyways, they finally end up waking Superboy out of the trance. And what ends up happening is, um, yeah, by the way, it's Marcy Graves who's running that, that, that program. That's what that's the name I was thinking about. Anyways, they wake Superboy out of the trance, but it's, but it's too late. Donna Troy ends up dying, saving some civilians. So now we're two seasons in, and they've lost a main cast member already. And that was an interesting choice to kill her off. But who knows? It's comic books. Who knows if she's gonna be killed off? The reason I say that is because at the end, the Amazonians are bringing her back to the mascara. Right? Raven goes with them. And Raven tells Dick, I, I'm, I belong there. A plot there. Gonna, I wonder where they're going to go with that. Besides showing us what the mascara is going to look like on live action uh, TV. It's not a movie. We, so I'm interested in seeing that plot thread. That's in, remember I said about Todd, uh, Jason Todd. Jason Todd pulls up in a motorcycle, sees them. See him taking away Don Troy. Dick sees him. Dick's the only one that sees him. He drives off. Is he gonna be what? What would? What's gonna provoke him to be Red Hood? What's gonna happen? I that, I wonder how they're gonna make that origin story work. Um, so by the end, they all agree to come together, and if there isn't one, just one leader, they all just need to uh, uh, agree on it. And Hawk and Dove do not get back together as of yet, but all of them just decide to they're gonna fight together. And at the end, it shows all of them kind of like walking in the streets in the night looking for fights or looking for criminals so interesting it's very interesting i can understand i can i completely understand why it's divisive trust me i do um there's there's a lot of drama there wasn't a lot of action when you got the action it wasn't very good to me even even with me saying that it was an epic boss fight uh between deathstroke and nightwing it was epic for that show but if we're talking about epic on, let's, let me think of a fight scene. Let's think of a fight scene. That was epic. I'm trying to think of like a fight scene on live action television that was badass. Nothing's really coming to my mind. It felt better than the CW action scene, but not much better. That's the best way I can put it. If you don't get that, then I, I apologize. I, I'm trying to think of something, but like... I can't. It would to me after going two straight seasons with seeing little to no action. That to me was that fed my my bloodlust, I guess, you know. But it wasn't. It, it didn't feed it for long, you know. what I'm saying, especially since you knew, or I figured there would be no casualties with a Superboy fight, and there ended up being one, but it was more of by an accident, you know. what I'm saying so. Um. Yeah, you know it's 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 an interesting show. Like I, like I said, there's a couple things I'm curious about. Why did they start the show that way? Why were the Titans already broken up? You know, what I'm saying like like why did they start it there? I'm assuming it had everything to. Do, I'm assuming it had everything to do with the fact that they couldn't use a lot of characters from the from the DC whole universe. You know, what I'm saying they couldn't use Superman, Batman, Martian Manhunter, all those characters. And they just say, you know what, let's just start here. That way they have their own lives. They're established already. Blah, blah, blah. This, that, and the third. That's what I'm thinking. But who knows? To me, the first two seasons, I would give it like a six. You know, six out of ten. Um, like I said, the, the lack of action and the drama buildup was was a little, little bit much at times. But now they, but the, matter of fact, I'll give it a seven. I'll be nice and give it a seven. You know why? They've set things up to where season three now, you should see a lot more action. I do like the fact that they did leave some plot threads, you know, some some cool pot plot threads. Like, what is Raven going to do? Are they going to bring back Don Troy? Actually, if they do, how is that going to work? What's going to what's going to possess Jason Todd to become this dark Red Hood character? You know, there's some cool things I think that can be explored now 
So to me, season three should definitely lean less on drama and more on the action side. And if it doesn't, then I would have to go with the rest of the people that are saying that it's just not a good show. But to say it's the worst show on television like I've been seeing, I don't agree with that. So anyways, actually, I, I wasn't trying to go an hour. We're almost an hour here. Anyways, that is a show for this Wednesday. Check out this Sunday, the Survivor Series show. That goes an hour. That's special requested. And you still have your regular show Monday and um, to Wednesday. I will not be doing a Survivor Series review. Um, I just, I'm just going to sit back and watch that and enjoy it. I think it's going to be a stone cold mess. I'm pretty sure they're going to dedicate an entire half an hour to an hour on the Undertaker tribute stuff. So that's why I don't want to review it. I'm going to let everyone else who does reviews review it. I'm not going to touch that. But I hope you enjoyed the show. I, this was requested to do a Teen Titans uh, review as well. Um, and I watched this, shoot, I think in March. You know, and, and, so, and so season three is coming out next month. Next, excuse me, next month. Next year. So I would look here. For me, I would suggest watching it at least season one. You know what I'm saying? At least season one. Just so you can kind of see some of your character, favorite characters. Like, I never thought I'd see a Donna Troy live action. So I thought that was cool. You know, I was always a Donna Troy fan. Um, and also I'm a Dick Grayson fan as well. Like I said, the outfits are pretty badass, you know. But I can understand if once you watch it, you say, man, that's too much drama. For I completely understand that. I'm not going to knock anybody for You watch what you like. And like I said, I had a free seven days of, H, no, of DC Universe. I just took advantage of it and binged everything in it, and that's what I got to watch. And I, like I said, it was all right. But like I said, I'm going to give it a seven for right now, just pretty much because there's so much potential for season three. Now that they've gotten the drama aspect out of it, I'm still sure there's going to be drama because there's a lot of stuff that wasn't said between Hawk and Dove and whatever. And who knows what Starfire and, and Dick Grayson will get together again, or together, period. But they, all that should be out of their system now. This season three should be just pure action. We're going to learn super cool stuff about uh, Starfire's home. Um, so, anyways, I'm looking forward to it. So, anyways, that's the show. Enjoy. Hope I have a good one, man.